whole time. <laughs> All right, we okay, are here. Tom. This is the Kentucky Podcast number... Trace. Trace Hermanis. <laughs> Holy, is she filming? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Tanner is smacking. If you hear Tanner smacking, that's because he's eating a peanut butter. Dude, seriously, don't smack. <laughs> Put your mic up if you're chewing. Okay. <laughs> oh. Children. I tell you what. Wait, have we started yet? I'm fixing to start. Okay, let me know. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspired Wild Pod. Let me try that again. I can't even talk. You guys got me. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. And we are here in Kentucky. A little bit stir crazy. I got to be honest. We are got some cabin fever going. Um, it has been raining constantly. Would you put that moonshine away, please? Sir? <laughs> Done. Okay. Um <laughs> It has been raining all day today, and it was actually supposed to be a nice day. We were supposed to get this morning and this evening a window to hunt, and we have been sitting inside all day, and we are slap happy. Tanner's eating a a peanut butter honey burrito. It's delicious. Garrett has been diligently working. He's probably the only person getting anything really done. Well, Todd, you went and worked on the hill where you had good LTE service. Right. And uh, we're here. Kelly is with us. She has yet to don the headphones to join us yet, but she's sitting here with us. Kelly, how are you? Good. She says she's good. (laughs) Um, Hopefully, we're going to be able to get her on the podcast because she is going to be... I'd love to get her opinion of what this elk hunt has been and, and how crazy it has been and how many laughs we have had. But we are in our fifth day. Day five. Day five. Day five. And really today, so far, it is 4.15. We should be heading out, and it is still just a downpour. What, what, how much moisture do you think we've had? I'd say, I'd say we've had at least over three and a half inches, maybe four. Yeah. And, uh, Since Friday. That's not normal no. for this time of year, right? No. Yeah. Well, so, you know, you've been here yeah, for the past three, two, two, two years. So, um, really what we want to do is bring you up to speed. Last night, we did find uh, old Greg. We've named the bull that uh, that I I missed. We named him old Greg. Um, <laughs> Tanner didn't like that, that idea very much. But we found him last night, but unfortunately, we were on a different ridge. And uh, so we did a little more prospecting right at dark. And you guys found three or four other bulls, right? Mm -hmm. So this morning we went out to see if we could get them uh, located again. And it just was was raining too much. And everything shut up and uh, tucked away. So I guess what we're going to talk about is kind of the ins and outs of what we're seeing and how we're going to proceed. And uh, Tanner has been in the eternal uh really the search to find a deer tag on the leftover colorado license uh list and tanner did you find something below buddy i did what'd you find it's a just a second rifle tag i'm not gonna say where because i'm fixing to find a big buck i don't want to be asked to know 
Okay. So Tanner has been a little bit rude because he's been in his own little world while we've been. I'm really, I'm really uh, going in the wild on Google Earth right now. So this podcast is kind of an inconvenience. So Garrett, <laughs> Garrett, explain where we're at. Set the scene. Uh, a break room of an office building, I believe. Uh, there's a couple people that still come in here that work in the office building and we pretty much took it over yeah. and made a gigantic mess and rearranged everything. And I think Tanner broke the coffee maker twice. Mm-hmm. No one was happy but about But it's fixed that. now, so was it ever really broke? I believe it was. And then yeah. there's this funky smell that you all have brought in to this oh. building oh, yeah. that has made it worse than what it was already. Oh, well, <laughs> don't go in our tent. If you don't like funky smells, don't go in our tent because with the moisture that we've had, um, the word uh, hashtag moist basically is <laughs> not a good hashtag. No. <laughs> One of my least favorites so far. Well, if you go in our tent... And you have four days worth of of moist clothing. It's, it smells like a locker room. Let's just say that. Uh, maybe with it a... It smells more like a freaking goat's locker room. Yeah. <laughs> and being on top of that, with Kelly bringing chili one night. Well, yeah. And then I soup mean, beans the next night. Right, yeah. And so for those of you guys from New Mexico, what she really brought last night was she just brought a bottle of frijoles. <laughs> And we threw in some cheese, some queso, and, uh, you know, it was delicious, wasn't it? It was good. We had cornbread, and uh, you guys call them soup beans, just pinto beans. Your mm, frijoles? Who, who cooked them? <laughs> your mom. Kelly's mom cooked them, and they were delicious. And we also had some uh, kielbasa, and we had potatoes, and we had cabbage yeah so last night the tent smelt (laughs) (laughs) super spring fresh um but uh you know hey that's part of hunting so here we sit trying to figure out what we're going to do for the next week what's the the layout here we really are coming down to last couple days we've got one more day tomorrow of archery season and then saturday rifle season starts right so we've got a couple bulls spotted um, and it's not like they're hard to find. It's just that we can't get a break in the weather. Well, and they won't come out. I mean, yeah. they're staying tucked in the hills. It's crazy how um, you would think with it being before we got here, you you had a week of about 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And you would think they were super excited about this cool weather, but it's just so wet. If they were kids, they'd be standing out there dancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, today it's 60 degrees. Great uh, temperature, but it's just raining, and so uh, yeah. So we're so here. We sit uh, in the break room, kind of, kind of sitting here. We've done uh, some as much media management as we can think of. We're all caught uh, up. You, yeah, we're all caught. Are up. you talking about Scrabble for you? Well, yes. Uh, Kelly and I are, <laughs> are are embarked on the championship of the known civilized world in Scrabble. And we're one for one. We're on the championship game. I believe I am ahead in this game. But we have more to play. It's my turn, I know. But i got to concentrate on leading this <laughs> this podcast here. So um, I guess really what we're here to talk about is the craziness of what do you do when you can't hunt and how 
that affects the uh, morale of a hunting camp. Luckily, we're all good-natured, and uh, we have Tanner to make fun of, yeah. so that helps. But really, we're just kind of waiting for a break in the weather. Um, and, and these elk are amazing because elk in Kentucky, as we've said before, aren't exactly uh, as skittish as maybe some elk back in the west. It's a little bit more open country. I think the cover helps. They can go two to 300 yards and, and settle down pretty quickly. But, uh, but if the weather doesn't, doesn't pan out, uh, or doesn't cooperate, then what do you do? At least we're not stuck in just a tent. Yeah, that would be really bad. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be real hard. So uh, I feel like that's that's got to be what sheep hunting is like, right? When when weather moves in, and you can't do anything, you can't move, you can't glass, and you're and sitting you just in sit a there. small tent, yeah, then because you had yeah. to, you'd have to pack that tent in. I, we have the luxury of having stuff to do you know via electronics or photography or videography but man you talk about going stir crazy a couple days in a small tent like that would just not I've done be fun one on a on a goat hunt one day on sean's goat hunt mm-hmm. oh that's right you guys got caught in that storm and it was snowing and raining at i don't know it was like we're at like 12 5 or just below thirteen thousand feet and we were probably out of the tent that day for maybe 25 minutes and just that one day was misery it was it was horrible yeah were you all in the same tent yes did you have call- did you- <laughs> and and it wasn't good did you have cards or uh, anything like no, that no mm. no but we had had uh mountain houses for the the previous few days so um yeah it, it was- wasn't good in that tent yeah i'll tell you all. <laughs> it wasn't good well, at least here we have the ability to, um, if you if you need a break, you can go somewhere else. You go to another office. Go to, there's how many office buildings? There's like eight different offices you could go sit in. I think we've said multiple times this place is like Jurassic Park. Like this one, what it reminds me of. There's all these buildings that aren't that are just starting to get overgrown, and it's pretty much a jungle out mm-hmm. there. We're just waiting for a raptor to. Come around the corner. Oh, we did have a Sasquatch. Yeah, we did have a Squatch, so that was kind of yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, for us in this situation, uh, we're making the most of it. And I said it earlier, I mean, it's frustrating because I missed that bull. We should have a bull down. And I, I missed that bull, and what do you do? Well, you just go on. I mean, hunting is, is it's not about the culmination, isn't about the kill. It's about this adventure, and although we'll leave here, and hopefully we've put a couple bulls down, but if we don't, we still have the camaraderie, we have the memories, we have the laughter. This will be something we'll talk about for years to come, and uh, and I think if you don't stop and smell the roses, you're missing something, even if the roses are don't quite smell like roses. <laughs> because when city. they smell like your tent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly but we've uh we've got good food we've been doing a uh, big bang theory marathon it's getting wild it's getting it's we're a little bit on the crazy side um but uh i think let's talk about the strategy for the rest of the week what do you think we need to be concentrating on anyone 
Anything special? Uh, elk. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, that's the problem. <laughs> you yeah. don't know the gold. That's right. And we haven't actually tried to, uh, um, uh, well, we have tried. Uh, we haven't actually, we've had two encounters, though, this yeah, time, which is, you know, you had that bull in your face. Well, not in your face, seven yards. And you never got to see him, but he was just over the rise. And, of course, I'm tapping Kelly on the shoulder here. And she uh, tries to stay as far away from a microphone as possible. Um, and she has uh, – uh, you had a pretty cool experience, though, didn't you? She said, uh-huh. <laughs> so I can't get her to put a headset on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so here we are. And uh, I think our, our – we're hoping for some open open weather uh do kind of like we've been doing which is listen for some bugles and hopefully move in what does the radar show bad it <clears throat> clears out tonight though right yep. that's what mine shows it clears out and the rest of the time should it be. clears out at right now i'm showing about 11 45 yeah tonight and then it should be a lot better the rest of the the next few days what I'm saying. We just need hip waders to walk, yeah, to walk around outside. Well, you do have a boat. Yeah. I mean. I need to get it. Yeah. No. Get it but, ready. Well, I guess I wish I had more to bring to the table on this podcast. Um, it's pretty short. has been. Anything you guys want to add or, or bring up? It's, it's I, been I, hard to, to kind of get in a groove with the hunt, though. I mean, I feel like you know, in the past hunts that we've done, whether it's, you know, you, Trev, or Adam, or Dave, or something, as the hunt progresses, you kind of get in a pattern that you can go in, and you kind of have a flow to it, and uh, I just don't feel like this hunt's had that, because we've been interrupted so much, and we've had these long periods of time that we really can't do anything, and so I'm kind of looking forward to this weather breaking, and us, you know, being able to go out all day, and you know start put on some miles on the boots and try to find some elk yeah yeah that's true because even the morning that we had that encounter with uh that bull it started raining yep that was all we got that day yeah i think we were done by eight thirty, nine o'clock mm-hmm. and then the rain picked up again and yeah had to come back tanner what are your thoughts mm. I don't know. I think we're, I think we're hunting smart. Um, well, we haven't blown anything out. Yeah, and we have that that bull that you missed is still in the area, and I think, I mean, if we weren't filming, um, we could, you know, we could go wading in there, in the rain, and we might see him. But uh, I think, either way, he's not, uh, he's not super active, and he's not coming into the open, the open very much. So, I mean, even if we weren't filming, I think right now it just wouldn't be smart to, you know, go in and bump that bull and push him out. He's in here. So if this weather breaks and he gives us a chance, you know, and that we can capitalize on a little better chance, I think, I, I just, I think we're, I think we're smart. Yeah, I think, I, let's talk about that bull and, and how unique he is because we saw him that first morning um, and he has a lot going on he's a cool bull he's an older bull oh yeah i mean dark chocolate antlers which is unique to kentucky because of the vegetation they rub on right um but you know 
Landon's bull, long main beams, all tines were just really long. Matter of fact, he was broken off on that one side. And still, what is it, 364? 364. And then you have Ashton's bull, who had a lot more going on, shorter tine length, shorter main beams, but dark, dark, heavy bull. Um, and then this bull's kind of along the same lines as Ashton's. He's not super long main beams. I think we did a calculation on what we thought he might score, and we came up right in the 340, 350 range. Yeah, I think his beams are only maybe 46 would be my right. guess somewhere in there yeah. um not they could be they honestly they could be a little bit deceiving because he's pretty heavy yeah he's, he's really massive so it makes him look squatty well you know ashton's body was his the body of the bull is was massive yeah you know as well right well and, and remember, it kind of makes your your antlers look you yeah know. and this bull this bull i will say is a big big bodied bull i mean He's a. I think he's an older. He's an older bull. What would you yeah, say? Yeah, that's the first seven, thing I noticed in your video yeah. was the size of the was yeah. the we'll, body. We'll, and we'll put that up there. Would you say seven, eight, eight, eight years old? I would say or older. Okay. Because uh, I don't know. A lot of times, so I, I mean, I've heard you know they get kind of like bigger fronts when they get older, and I've seen that a little bit. I don't know. Right. They call it more defensive. Yeah, like defensive fronts, and Versus, I don't know yeah. if that's if there's anything to that or not but he's definitely got that look but he is heavy he's big huge body like real filled out um he's even webbed like yeah, as you come up it, he's got where his he's got those extras but it's really really he's webbed. got he's got webbing and yeah he's i think he's an older old bull i i think he could be older than eight for mm -hmm. sure well and and to kill an animal of that caliber it doesn't matter what they score yeah just to kill an animal of that age is a, is a accomplishment in and of itself you know, talking about Landon's bull, the bull that I killed that had that club on that one side in 2016, that bull's body was as big as Landon's bull's body. Mm -hmm. But yet he had that one side that looked like he had an abscess in his, which, you know, it just grew in a club. And then the other side was a five or six point, I don't remember. Yeah. But he was thick, you know, but... I think when he came back, what did Landon's bull age come back when you? Well, we didn't get. It? We didn't get the. Uh, if you remember. Oh, that's right. That's when the truck broke down, and yeah. the taxidermist just as soon as he got it, he, you know, he took care of it and. You didn't get disposed of it. I know. I sent mine in, and he came back. I think it was five years old. Is what he came back, and then the bull I killed last year. Came back as eight years old. Now, Tanner, you think that that somehow there was a confusion i don't maybe. see yeah that bull being eight but i don't know yeah you know it kind of shocked me because ashton's come back at six years old yeah right and and, and his my, was eight and it looked like they would have been yeah backwards. Swapped, right exactly and because the mass wasn't there like you look at this bull you know and the mass is there yeah you know he's an old bull that bull he just wasn't his it. genetics just weren't good i and i don't know if he is a that's just really poor genetics because he at that time should probably be in his prime or real close to it um yeah he's I, not, I agree with six on ashton's i think that's i mean that's on. where they're getting big and one i mean you know you're starting to see some bigger 300 to three you know 40 350 type bulls at that age depending on 
their genetics, but I, yeah, I don't see eight on that bull last year. And you're basing all of your observations, and, and Trev, you are doing the same thing, off of things west of the Mississippi, though. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so true. all of your experiences that you're drawing on when you're looking, you're comparing age with antler size and antler characteristics are all, you know, high elevation mountain hunts. And, um, yeah. and, and I don't know if things are different in Kentucky. I mean, I, I'll just no, be honest. Yeah, I don't we, know. No, I, but I would be interested to see what the changes are and what, and you know, what the geographic differences Well, and the diet, the diet's definitely different because they're definitely, what they're eating here is, I mean, that Kentucky bull I killed last year, some of the best elk I've ever had in my life. Hmm. I mean, it just, the flavor um, versus a bull that, you know, unit 10 grew up in the sage, in, sage and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just different. Um, are these, these are Montana transplants? Well, Utah, I think they transplanted them from Utah and Montana, I, I believe. That so there was difference. I don't know. The genetics are there, yeah. which I think, I think genetics are made to be a bigger deal than they really are. Um, cause you know, all, like all the over the counter units in Colorado, if you, if, if all of a sudden you let those bulls instead of harvesting at two or three um and not a lot of bulls making it past that um if you start harvesting those bulls at eight you know seven eight i think i mean they're going to be every bit as big as anything they're they're killing in uh any other state well you look at unit 61 unit 62 in colorado yeah what's the difference there's a road yeah between that's the only thing and then there well then there's big bulls in both and and yeah it's so i don't know the genetics is as big of a deal um, as age and maybe I guess maybe feed the feed difference here and the feed um, here is is primo I yeah. mean they've just got yeah they don't have the pressure they don't have the predators I mean there's coyotes here but there's not as many bears there's not I'm sure there's some lions mountain lions very few but yeah compared to out there so again going back to what's the main predator it's man And, you know, Kentucky has done a good job of managing the resource. And then, of course, on some of this ground, some of this ground is literally just being opened or it's private ground. And, you know, there's only a couple tags or permission or whatever to to hunt it. So, um, see, and I I don't know. I don't know about the feed because I don't know the the nutritional right i mean we got a whole bunch of vegetation here but i i mean it could be great it could i don't know well you've got a mixture i mean you're going to have a little bit of timothy you're going to have alfalfa you're going to have just a whole conglomerate of different types of grasses and then they've got the the oaks and and you know acorns and and so i don't know how they do really compared like 61 has phenomenal some of that the uncompagulated plateau some of that you know it's real thick with you know stuff that you think should be good feed just like here i mean there's places on in 61 where that that ground cover is just as thick as it is right. here um but that doesn't necessarily mean that the nutrition is better one place or the other i, I notice I, I notice here there's a lot of cerisa that yeah. you know and it is and i know at least in kansas where we hunt whitetails in kansas those farmers fight that mm-hmm. because there's no nutritional value, but it'll take over a pasture and you won't get the grasses because it'll basically choke out the grasses. Right. And so I'm sure you have some of that too here, but in this part where we're hunting now, doesn't have the autumn olives that we had 
back on the other side where we were hunting last couple of years. So, I mean, there's some differences there. I think the, the cool thing about this is, um, I think it's, for me at least, it's just that it's different. It, it's different in the fact the ridges, the the the, the haulers, as you the, you know, as you guys call them, um, they're steep. I mean, some of this reclaimed mining ground is, I mean, there's some cliffs and there's some really cool structure there, but these elk use the ridges just like they do out west, you know, and they use the bedding areas just like they do out west, and um, you know. But they also aren't pressured as much as out west. So it's kind of cool. You bump elk here. If you back off, you let them settle down. A lot of times you're going you're gonna to see them in that same area mm-hmm. where we talked about it after missing that bull. He didn't know what the deal was, and they kind of took off. He bugled again. Well, in Colorado, we'd have heard him bugle three ridges over. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he went, you know, 100 yards, 200 yards, 300 yards, and we left him alone. And then we heard him last night. And yeah, and then he was a hundred yards from where you missed him last night, bugling. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, we get a break in this weather and we can get back after him. And uh, so, Kelly, real quick, uh, what was your initial thought when you had that bull coming in? Yeah, just real quick. Just real quick. I was scared. I'll just hold it right here. I'll just hold it right here. You were scared. I know. We talked about this. When you say you were scared, what do you mean? Were you fit, were you really scared, or, or were you scared you were going to shoot him and not make a good shot, or were you scared he was going to run over you? Both. <laughs> Both. Yeah. So what do you think about all this? All these guys hanging out, going tramping through the woods. You're having a good time, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> you are, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Well, and your boys are proud as peacocks, I'm sure about it, that Let you're doing you care this. Less, well, actually. but I mean, it's pretty cool to have mom <laughs> out here doing this. No. Uh, when they get here, it's it's where's my baby gun at? Oh yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that's the boys. Yeah, yeah. Or or they want to play horse. Well, all right. I'm gonna give that back to Tanner. No. I've been I've been given the old. I don't want to talk right now. Well, this has been uh, interesting. It has been an interesting hunt. It has been a. It's it's been fun. Oh yeah. It's been different. It's been but wet. It's, it's been wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's been moist. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag moist. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll keep you up to date. Hopefully, we'll have uh, uh, on the next podcast. We'll have some stories of some exciting, exciting adventures when the rain clears out and we can get back after them. In the meantime, we want to encourage you to find your wild, find what inspires you. Go out there and embrace it. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>